Yes, Mona Me. Hello and welcome to K Prices, the Cajun podcast about uh, pro wrestling. No. And no, no, they're not that one. No, it's, uh, you know, sequential art, graphic novels, comic books. Gumbo. Gumbo. I guarantee. How is there not a superhero named Gumbo? I'm sure there like is. Like at somewhere. some point in there, mm-hmm. like. I bet. Because there's like there's the, a cartoon character named Gumby. Dumbo. Dumbo plus Gumby equals Gumbo. Dumby. I'm depressed already. Hey, that person who's depressed already is Chris Antista. Not sure about life after this. God knows I've never been a spiritual man. Well, we don't want to keep singing River of Dreams now that we're on mic. And the spiritual man we have with us today is Brad Elston. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. I don't know the rest of the words. I go walking in my sleep. I go walking in my sleep. Through the mountains of truth. River so deep. We all swim in the ocean. Oh, yeah. We all swim in the ocean. I would love to go swimming in the ocean. It's a hot-ass 90 degrees in San Francisco. Gotta go to Mexico. Yeah, this sucks. This was a horrible time to be laid off. Not realizing I've never been in my apartment this long during the day, during this weather, and we've never had air conditioning. Mm -hmm. No one does does in the city, and it's like, it's fine, but there's usually cumulative three weeks a year where you're like, I hate coming Mm -hmm. home because it will be hot. I spend most of my weekends outside of the apartment. I'm usually back at 7 or 8 at night. This is yeah. this is totally foreign to me. Like I have nothing on, nothing. <laughs> My balls smell like yogurt. This is awful. <laughs> well, yeah, awful. you you showered right before I got here. Yeah, like again, because it was I was just disgusting after sitting in the living room. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you know, when you have all that free time, you get pretty gross. Yes, so, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's just this film of me all over me, and it sucks. I can't even play Titanfall comfortably. Uh, but yeah, what so, you been reading, Titanfall? Hey, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Great, that's the first segment. We're done. All right. Yeah, why, why don't we just go straight into it, guys? What have you been reading? Uh, still reading that Fantastic Four trade you uh, recommended to me. So much fun. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Unthinkable? That's uh, unthinkable, yeah. And like it just went on into the next two-issue arc. And then for some reason, action, right is, after that... It's a is, total Iraq War story. Yeah. Is it really? It's during... It was right after 2003. Because I only like, looked at the first page, and it like takes place like the moment after Unthinkable ends. Yeah. Now, that whole arc, starting with Unthinkable, and then there's like the fifth wheel, two-part arc, mm-hmm. and then there's authoritative I got, action. It's really nice to get sucked into Fantastic Four again, because that hasn't... Ha- the, the, the Marvel Now reboot was a very slow burn. Eh, yeah, yeah. It, but very pretty it in had all parts. this promise it what well, it was very it was just but, different well he but it, after 12 issues mad fraction was done yeah he, my the only two modern things that i really connected with at all were wade's entire run mm-hmm. which more or less you could start with unthinkable and just go until he stops writing mm-hmm. which is many many issues and then there was mark miller's uh run yeah, later on fun. which was but it was Brian Hitch and Mark Miller, so it looked like Ultimates mm-hmm. Volume One and Two again. And I like that it was uh, four four issue stories. Yeah, I like that. But then by the last one, the, uh, Miller stories all f- often have this problem where they get too big for their own. Yeah, the it, it's a great Doom story that then becomes this like, wait, wait well, then how, they introduce the Masters of Doom, yeah, or like the Doomier Dooms of Doom yeah, Town. But, but then he's he goes like back in time and gets so powerful. Mm-hmm. It's it's really it's almost Dragon Ball level. Like, what well, I I can have a power level of it's it's yeah. damn it. Yeah, one chance at a good sound break. <sighs> when that he's like, yeah, that it just ends with this weird upping of Doom's power level of just him going like, and then I don't, you guys, I'm so strong now, like I don't even care to kill you. But right. if you want to come fight me, then I'll kill you. Yeah, like, and oh, then he I perma scarred Reed. 
How long does that last? Uh, a while. Mm. Mm, I mean, yeah. it well, because I was reading those issues as they came out, so mm-hmm. like that was a while. Yeah, it was. Like a year? I, I don't remember the length, but mm. like when you're reading them every 30 no, no, days, sure. it's like, eh, this mm-hmm. takes a while. It lasted a good amount of time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so well, uh, uh, Fantastic Four, that was it. Well, uh, I, I only dabbled in a couple of free comic book day comics that I picked. I haven't bought, I mean, due to certain budgetary restric- mm-hmm. restrictions, I, I have not at all used the new comicsology. I've not put a cent into something I frequently bought things on every yeah, day. I finally did. Did you use the rest of your five dollar uh your I did, five bucks? I did not. Oh, I did. I did not. I, it and I noticed that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I finally downloaded the comicsology app mm-hmm. and uh I down I downloaded and started reading Fatal. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty I like, good, right? Because I like Brubaker, and I mean, so far I haven't got. I only read the first. Well, I mean, like, it's the criminal team, like so yeah, it's, it's and it reads like criminal so far. Mm-hmm. Only there's it's a suggestion that there might be some supernatural element. It get the supernatural elements get a lot bigger. It is, I figured it, is, it would. It it's horror instead. Like okay, it's totally genre, but the genre is horror. Like Interesting. specifically forties pulpy yeah. horror, like yeah. with with Cthulhu. Like oh wow, stuff. okay. Oh. I shouldn't have said that. Damn you. Mm. Paparazzo. No, I did play the latest uh, episode of Walking Dead, and that's I was I was happy. Book. I was happy to see um, uh, uh, Camille Nanjiani uh, there voicing a character. Oh yeah, Camille is a voice in there. And uh, they go into a Careful. derelict comic store, and you can see a bunch of Image Comics oh. that are like obscenely current issues. Like mm. that, what's the rape issue of Invincible? Like that's there. <laughs> wow. It, but it's weird that it. <laughs> You want to be a dork about it? It does suggest the timeline. Mm-hmm. No, I like that. That it says like, oh, they they the, the apocalypse happened ended. now. Yeah, right. It didn't happen six years ago mm-hmm. or whatever when the first storyline mm-hmm. started. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I also downloaded Sex Criminals and haven't read it yet. Mm-hmm. Ah. It's great because I wanted to buy the hard the thing, but it was. How did you borrow it? I've already bought it. So the trade. Yeah. Oh, okay. The digital one. So. Yeah, I caved and I went to the Comixology shop, but I bought it through mm-hmm. uh, Isotope Comics has a Comixology yes, store. So I thoroughly I recommend that. Use your local comic store provider if they have a Comixology account. Yeah, so, yes. so in that regard, I felt a little more motivated. Like, yeah, I can't buy it through your app anymore, but now I didn't realize that that was set up, that I could go to the local comic shop's Comixology digital store and I guess what some percentage goes to them yeah yeah. so that's like it's that like mo- an affiliate program that motiv- me, motivated me a little more and that's like okay so I changed my behavior in that instead of lazily going uh, bye uh, bye bye it's like well I would normally have to go to the comic shop so now I'll treat that like I'm going to the comic shop mm-hmm. it's my laptop mm-hmm. and that's <laughs> and it takes me it's seven minutes instead of a 45 minute round trip so be but, I also yeah. like that the Mission Comics the, I follow them on Facebook they've uh, they've become I don't know, like a mini, for lack of a better term, games radar. Like they have little news stories and top top lists, and that's what they do now on their website to promote their store. I heard, I heard, yeah. yeah. I hide it. Well, and here, then I read uh, Ghost Rider number three or four came out. Oh, uh, the car stuff is that the yeah. the one with the car? Yeah, car driver. Now Ghost Rider is now car driver. Yeah, uh, and it was good. I still love the art. I love the sense of movement and momentum from the flames coming out of his head. But it's the first issue that actually starts talking about where the spirit of... Well, I don't even say it's the spirit of vengeance yet. He is thematically, but I just, I'm guessing it's not the same Ghost Rider mm. spirit. But yeah. it is still you know tied into the Marvel Universe. And you know they make reference to how there's too many heroes in New York. So these guys are on the West Coast trying to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. I like that was a neat scene in one of the recent Nova comics I read, where it was 
Nova wanted to do, like, he went to New York City to, he was like, all right, time to join up with the Avengers and help them out. I'm going to go to New York City. And, like, he almost immediately runs into Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man says, like, oh, you you came here to save things? Like, hey, wait one second. Whoop, there goes Iron Man there. Uh-huh. See, like, you're not needed. Like, uh-huh. we have we have all the people here. Like, then, then, then he flew over to L.A. and he tried to save someone in L.A. And he, what he thought was a armed robbery was actually somebody filming an armed robbery. Uh, it was it was a cute scene. So then he went to space. No, he just went back to New Mexico. The Great started, Lakes. Or Arizona. Uh, Great Lakes Avengers. He could start that up. Did you read Original Sin number one? Because I did. Yes, I did. It was good. It's an interesting start. It was good. I felt like there was some like very forced way to get this very almost focus grouped cast together of like who's well, yeah <laughs> well half of the half of the group of superheroes in original sin are literally pulled together by an unseen hand of just a guy like hey you guys should make this team what you, this disparate team of weirdos who's just like uh, black panther moon knight winter soldier uh valkyrie G- gamora I think. Yeah, no, Gamora. That's right, not Valkyrie. Gamora and Punisher and Punisher are like and and Doctor Strange. They're the B team, and then the A team is Spider Man, the Thing. What are you talking the about? Original Sin, Chris. Oh fuck! I Chris read this issue zero. Uh, you haven't read issue one? No. It's an interesting. So what I like about the setup of it is that. Uh, well, first off, I don't think Mike Diotto's art is good, but he doesn't feel like the A-level artist that could, that should be doing a cross a mega event like this. Like he just doesn't oh, feel I like, good I like enough. But um, instead of instead of some big giant like timeline effing up or a huge uh, monster invasion, like this starts with no, it's a murder investigation. Like right. someone got murdered, and murder. then let's find out. Thank you. Just playing with the soundboard. Let's find out who... I like that sound. Let's find out who killed the Watcher and who stole his eyes. Like, who cut the eyes out of him. Yeah. I I just hope, like, these mysteries like this need a payoff that's like... (gasps) So it's like... But I wonder who who that... Yeah. Who can it be and, like... Yeah, so that's what I'm wondering. Well, and that it's going to reveal the original Ant-Man. sin of all these people, like of all, of all the these. Watchers, su- no, no, no. Of all these superheroes, like all of them have a secret that's going to be revealed that they didn't know. It's like the uh, one of the main ones is what uh, a special what? guest. Hello. What? 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 Nice. I almost had it queued up correctly. What's the What's this show? What's What's it about? It's not about video games, bitch. It's not. This, is, this no. is about comic books. It's not. More an apocalypse. Ah. Hey, right. who are you? I'm Michael Raparas, and I understand you're having a crisis of capes over here. Yes, <laughs> yes. welcome, Michael. Came, came to recommend some uh, some very fine ermine capes that might uh, help correct your crisis. <laughs> I could just keep blowing. Get man. you looking real fly when you step out to the to the players' ball. I, I really see a, like a, a 1940s Looney Tune wolf <laughs> playing that trumpet, <laughs> just all skinny from the air. He's like, <laughs> I saw a great old WWF clip recently. That was uh, it was when the Million Dollar Man got his million dollar belt for the first time. He buys it from like a jeweler's place, and when he shows up, he's wearing a cape, just a black cape with a red inseam, like just like, and this unfurls the cape, like ah, the million dollar man must have his million dollar belts. Uh, I thought you were gonna say it was 
playing a trumpet as a wolf. <laughs> no, yeah. no. I, I went or hitting himself on the head with a hammer while some dame <laughs> showed off her stems. <laughs> yeah, rolling out his tongue like a carpet. Yeah, um, you get on the sex. So we all saw the mask. Uh, yeah, or Tex Avery cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, original know, sin's okay. Well, Michael, you caught us right in the middle of the what you've been reading section. Oh, did I? <laughs> or did I catch you right at the start? <laughs> um, in the middle. Oh, okay. But okay. I also, I don't know where you want to talk about this, but I finished S.H.I.E.L.D. The show? Yes. I heard the season finale was good. So I don't know if you want to, yeah, I can do it now if you want. Yeah, yeah. sure. Let's talk it, about it's, it. It's not a reading, it's a watching, but... Uh, uh, it was good. No, the la- and as, as many people have said, the show the show said. really picked up after Winter Soldier. I would say Hulu's only going to have the last five episodes mm-hmm. and uh, steal the rest. You can uh, download the commentary. Yeah, you should download the commentary for sure. For the Band first five episodes, which are mm-hmm. whatever. But uh, yeah, you can skip a big chunk in the middle. But basically, you could start with that. I forget what it's called. Epis- the episode the beginning of the end or turn turn turn. Well, yeah, both well, turn 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 was the big one, but it was like Uprising was the first. Big so I started. I, st- I came back in with Yes Men or some whatever. It's something like Yes Men or Yes Sir. Yeah, yeah. That's where I came back in and watched everything. And that's still only like six, seven episodes. That was the first bad Oswalt episode, right? No, he's still he's later. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it got better, and one and it it just became a much more watchable show because there was a defined like conflict. It was it, it's weird because like it was kind of operating in a fringe or X Files thing where like oh each mm. week there's a thing of the week that we have to solve and they or have be. infinite resources but yeah when no when you have this like oh but we're the ragtag team no you're not you have a giant yeah. ship and Nick Fury shows up every six weeks so like <laughs> I you're, I took you serrating yeah so whenever it's tied in so thoroughly with the movie and then I mean it's out there's a spoiler about one of the main characters is, is allegiances mm-hmm. but. If you don't know that already, then I, good job. Somehow you missed that. But uh, it's a really cool twist. It adds a lot to the show. And suddenly all these people that you're like, I don't care about any of these characters. Mm-hmm. Like, they're vaguely Coulson I can kind of care. Mm-hmm. They all become like, they all have something at stake. They've all been hurt or compromised. They're on the run. And it's like, okay, this is a show I can watch. Mm-hmm. And then the season finale is a big to-do with Bill Paxton, a big to-do with... That's what sold me. Samuel Jackson comes back and has a big part. Uh, Maria Hill comes back. Wow. Like, the last like three episodes are like the shield style. Every show leads directly into the next one. There's no like, okay, some time has passed. Like mm-hmm. no, it it is like shit's hitting it's no the monster f- of the week. Thing. No, it's like mm-hmm. shit's hitting the fan, and almost every plot thread that was not every plot thread, but like several of them were resolved. We're like, hey, what mm-hmm. was the deal with this thing? That what well, was the deal with that thing? That they didn't know the series was yeah. going to get picked up or not. Like it was, I was on the bubble. It did get renewed this yeah. week. Like, it did but. along with Agent Carter. Yeah, so I believe the timing of it is that Agent Carter is going to be like 13 episodes or something. It'll be next in July, the break. Next January, I yeah, guess, that or something. They'll be, yeah, the mid-season break. It, yeah. Isn't that weird now that, like, dramatic shows just have mid-season finales? Like, you just... Yeah, yeah usually... Well, that's always been the case. It's, like, well, early December. They and just never made it clear... HBO ruined that. And they never made it clear back when we were kids. Right. Like... You're going to get reruns for six weeks of the X-Files, and eventually you'll get some new episodes. Yeah, but now there's so much competition with your for your time that they're like, we need a hook. Okay, and for the last one, it was Coulson getting abducted mm-hmm. and get taken away. But yeah, a lot of characters either die or change allegiances or like almost get killed in a very, like, oh, they might off them, because who's, who's important right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was really interesting. Patton Oswalt until next I hope yeah, that Maria Hill... Comes back. Yeah, show. I hope she becomes more of a regular. Because well, because now she she's doing? not on that fucking uh, Mother, How Mother I Met Your Mom show. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, there is there is a bit in the end of the season finale uh, that at least I'm wondering is if it's some kind of allusion to uh, not Ultron, but the probable army of robots he will command. Mm-hmm. And for a brief second, when they're panning up something, you're like, "Whoa, that could be Ultron." Well, I remember on the last episode, it's we not did, Ultron. But I remember on the last episode we did commentary for. Mm-hmm. They uh, they mentioned the twins on it, and I mm-hmm. thought, "Nah, those twins can't be Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. They wouldn't get to reveal that kind of thing." Like, no, they are. That was exactly yeah, what they were talking to them. About. So oh, it was cool, and knowing, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing when they go into season two, knowing how much ratings spiked, interest spiked. Everyone was way more into it when it reacted directly to the movie and not like the Thor episode was like, yeah, this is sort of tied into Thor. Uh-huh. Um, but, I mean, the timing of the films, though, is like, like Avengers 2 is is May. So Right, but that's that can still be now. Like, yeah. Their season finale of 2 could be whatever happens in Age of Ultron. They can lead up to yeah, Age yeah, of Ultron yeah. better as was, well. Was the Thor episode just them going... Oh no, aliens are invading London. Quick, black out all of Iron Man's TVs and internet. No. <laughs> so he doesn't know and can't go save the day. The answer to all those questions is always they're saving other people. Mm-hmm. In, yeah. in every yeah. instance. A wizard did it. A wizard did it. Well, I mean, I agree. I think we talked about this and the answer was just like, just assume all the movies happen simultaneously. Yeah, you, you do kind of assume there's... Some sort of overlap because, like in what Winter Soldier, they're like, "Oh, Tony's and Stark is in Afghanistan." Well, no, that was somebody corrected me on that. They said that apparently when they do the helicarrier thing, where they show where all these threats are, uh, he was in Manhattan. That you see, yeah, you see a shot of Tony that he's like mm. being held down in his mm. in the Avengers Tower or whatever. I but see. Uh, that reminds me that uh, guy who never appears on here, uh, Sir he, Sir who not in this film, Charlie Barrett. Uh, that he went and saw Cap and texted me and said, like, I, I got I got to look at what it's like for the common man watching <laughs> watching common man. Uh, watching comic book films because after he saw Cap, he said, "Who's who are those two people at the end of Captain America?" I, I have no idea. And then I, <laughs> I said, "Well, that's Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch." And he's like, "Well, wait a minute, Quicksilver's in, in the X Men movie. How, yeah, how's he in this right. one? Is that the same guy?" I was Eat like, "Burgers." And I said, "No, it's." It, no, it, there, there's two Quicksilvers. He's like, how does that happen? I was like, well, because well, legally there's a bunch of bullshit. Uh, like, I still am like, yeah, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are important to the Avengers, but like, you could probably pick two other characters to, no, they, to work they, your story no around. Way. They are more important to Avengers than X-Men. They yes, they are. X-Men, they are, but, but it's like they're going to have this problem forever. Like... I would rather I would rather them say, like, like they just pulled Quicksilver out of a hack. like, Quicksilver... E- uh, all right, I'll wait to judge it until we see the film. But Quicksilver could have been any fast mutant. Like I, yeah. I have read in interviews that him being Magneto's son doesn't matter. Like right. it's not part of the deal. Like, like so it, they they just did it because like oh it's a name. All right, let's right. put this name in it. Bah. Yeah, I, I just like what Charlie is like more plugged in the average person. And yes. for anyone who's even trying to pay attention but not reading comics or any mm-hmm. of that is like, wait, but he's an X Men character. Like, no, 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 he's not. Well, first, I only recognize them from reading that uh, Neil Gaiman. Uh, was it the Marvel? 1602? 1602, yes. Thank you. I haven't read that, actually. It's good. Yeah. 
It's good. I mean, what was interesting with it that he only had Silver Age dudes in it, right? That it was like the Silver Age takes place. In I feel like Elizabeth that's the case. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, no Strange, Wolverine. Like no. Strange is in it, and mm-hmm. Spider-Man, and but no Punisher, no Wolverine. I don't think no so. Deadpool. It's difficult reading that to separate the actual story and judge it how. Uh, based on yeah. how good it is, because you're continually going, "Hey, it's that guy. Yeah. Hey, it's that guy." And the art's so great, and like, yeah. it's a very like, yeah, you can be tricked into like, maybe this isn't that good. I don't know. <laughs> Seems like it's fine. It's it's a it's a high profile piece, so it must be good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Shield oh. Shield turned out well, and even though I'm not watching it, I hear Arrow is going to end with some crazy finale. That people is are very excited good. about the season finale. It's true, yeah. and I want to catch up on that. Well, I... I'm getting sick, so maybe I'll do that. I finished reading... Uh, well, I read some more of that book, Lazarus, which is a new book by uh, Michael... Uh, well, drawn by Michael Lark, with art, with, written by uh, Greg Rucka. It's really good. But uh, I also read, pretty much in one sitting, that uh, the Andre the Giant biography. I read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it was good, but here here's what I will say is the flaw, is that... It was really just a, a guy drawing his version of accounts from a bunch of interviews of just like, because pro wrestlers love telling Andre the Giant stories. They all like going, well, when I met Andre the Giant, blah, and blah, and so they all tell these stories on different shoot interviews that have like just been on VHS tapes. And so yeah. the comic artist is just a big fan of shoot interviews. And so he's like, now here's this one story of Andre. Then stories. He over. drank eight hundred beers and killed seven in one blow. <laughs> four page, like there's four pages of that. Then two years later, this story. Two years later, this story. Or then, or then he just like threw stuff that was talked about in the commentary track of the Princess Bride. Mm. <laughs> Did he talk about uh, the the anecdote that Schwarzenegger told about going out to dinner with him and no, Will Chamberlain? He should have done that one. That My is, I with think, Andre. Yeah. No, yeah, that he <laughs> that Andre wouldn't let him pay. Andre yeah. insisted that nobody that he always pay for his own drinks. That he would not let uh, anyone pay. And Arnold Arnold also insisted on paying. And then I believe like Andre just picked him up and mm. wouldn't like <laughs> like a child and yeah. would not let him do it. <laughs> And they, yeah, like there's also a funny. I saw a funny photograph from like the set. It was of like one of the Conan films where holding like, him up. On yeah, Andre and Wilt are just holding up Arnold. Yeah, but it's it's a fun book. There was one sad story in it where like I had never heard it before. Where Bad News Brown, an African American, well actually an African, got some bad news. <laughs> he's an he's an African Canadian. Uh, uh, but anyway, the impression was off. Uh, <laughs> he told a story that he was like on tour in Japan. And on the bus, like, uh, Andre told an off-color joke that used the N-word. And then Bad News Brown was like, hey, what the fuck? And he I'm was, the same boo-boo. And then, and then Andre told him, like, go fuck yourself. And, <laughs> and then afterwards, like, Bad News Brown, like, they were both drunk and he wanted to fight him and Andre wouldn't fight him. And then, How are you supposed to fight Andre, Andre the Giant for real? Well, yeah, he couldn't. I mean, Andre would have beaten the shit out of him, but, like... <laughs> But Ben he's was still like he wanted to defend himself. Like he was pissed off enough. Yeah, and that to is do it. one person who could probably get away with being casually racist forever. Andre <laughs> the Giant. Well, and so then afterwards, he could get away with being a casual bank robber. Yeah, <laughs> do something. Well, so then afterwards, <laughs> the next morning, like bad news was saying, like, you know what? If you want to feel that way, then fine. But I don't want to hear that shit. You don't say that. And then. Andre's response was like, "What? Well, I'm Polish. People make fun of Polish people all the time." And and then bad news goes like, eh, eh, eh. "You don't hear me saying that shit. And I don't want to hear it anymore." And Andre's like, 
It's a fun book. It's it's a fun it's a fun book though. It's not like new insight into it. It's just drawings of stories. Well, that's when you that told me when I looked at it for a second. It's just is he just gonna is it really a biography or him drawing the most interesting things to draw in Andre the Giant's life? It's mostly that. Mm. Uh, but Michael, what, yes. did you read anything? Uh, I started on concrete. Um, about 20 years too late, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, the fuck is Concrete? Concrete? Mm-hmm. Paul it's, Chadwick's Concrete. Yeah, it's it's a comic about a man whose brain is transplanted into, like, an alien regenerating concrete body and becomes, like, a, a celebrity as part of the U.S. government's plan to get people bored with him as quickly as possible, <laughs> but it doesn't work. And so he's just, like, this international celebrity mm-hmm. superhero who's continually trying to build fame so that people get sick of him. <laughs> wow, I can relate. Did you get can to live a semi-normal life in obscurity? Did you get to the one where there's a guy who's basically Prince in it, and he tours mm-hmm. with him? I flipped through that part. I haven't read. That's a neat yet. story. There's also one. I believe Paul Chadwick worked on the Masters of the Universe film. Yum! And wow. though there's one story that's basically concrete working on the the uh, Urzats. Um, He-Man film, like as as a as a living special effect. Nice. That is just a way for Chadwick to tell stories about how miserable he was on the set of Masters better. of the Universe. That's a really bad movie. Ah, uh, we should do a commentary track mm, for it. We should. And well, that assumes anybody would actually want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I would watch it with you guys. It, I would Aww. not watch it. Period. Do you think Aww. other people would pay to watch it with us? Because that's yes. the real question. Have you seen? Yes. It? Uh, yes. Yes, Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. 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 Uh, Let's do it right now. All right, all right. Let's take a break. See you later. Go watch Master of the Universe. No. Uh, okay, you so should I guess, be seeing the uh, TriStar logo. I guess that's everything that has been read. So yeah. Why don't we talk real quickly about the biggest news of the week, guys? What's that? Batman. Batman. Bat, Batfleck. Batman. Yeah. Batfleck. Was that was that met poorly or something? Like, I don't know. Like it was kind pretty of universally. Busy. Praised, I, I, I dug it. Yeah. I like the little ears. I like the fat bat logo. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the criticism I was reading of the, the I like sad fleck. Yeah. yeah, that's but that's that's the one Rumpy thing that expression. like the internet has it's gone too far. Is like, isn't Batman looking sad? Like he's the one character who broods. Yeah, and he does it on yeah, every yeah. box of every movie. Why yeah. is Batman looking sad? Because you guys have spent the last twelve months savaging Ben Affleck. The second it's you heard he was going to be Batman, picture. it. But the, the best part about it, the only. <laughs> Is that someone brightened up the bottom of a picture mm-hmm. and the fucking bulge coming <laughs> out of Ben Affleck that is just looks literally like a ball sack, <laughs> a black ball sack. Well, Look I mean, for that picture. We'll put Snyder. it on laser time. It's, it's Zack Snyder. You mean that's what you expect? Oh, well, I mean, yeah, you did it with why, Watchmen. That's why he's got all. You these, got a taste like, for dingling. Ba- like Batman has veiny arms. In it. Like, I like it though. I, I those. I don't think those are veins. I it's look, such a like scrapper stocky look, and the fat bat and the short ears are like. Mm-hmm. I love the short ears. It's super invocative of that of that look. It, so, it's very it's a distinctive Batman. Suit. But like I'm trying to imagine Zack Snyder directing that in any subdued, <sighs> yeah. like because like Watchmen yeah. had moments had moments of yeah. like oh yeah okay and then Man of Steel not really no but I know yeah. that's a Superman movie wouldn't be the same anyway you wouldn't handle it the same way I mean that's going to be the biggest challenge to me is like 
it's a lot of challenge. A Superman movie should never look and feel like a Batman mm. movie and vice versa. So when you do a movie with them together, that's a completely different thing. But you're also introducing Batman to this world. so like, And also Wonder Woman and, and Cyborg Woman. and Lex Luthor. Maybe, maybe they could just always occupy a different color palette yeah. like when they're on screen <laughs> at the same time. It's like split down the middle. Yeah, I like uh, Bladed Falcon in the article we put up on LazerTimePodcast.com. You wrote, the shorter ears throw me off a little bit, but otherwise I really like the costume. It feels far less stiff than the one Bale wore and the Batman logo on his chest looks to be nice and subtle. Uh, and also, Affleck looks great as Batman in that picture. And he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I think it is like definitely the older Batman they're going for. Just saying like, that he's got a chubby face. No, but I mean... Ben Affleck's been a movie star for like 20 years now, so he's, I love how he's it not, does. Not young, I don't know. How and Smar says the short ears and the stockier look make him look like a real scrapper and more more of a crime fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, a kung I think, fu master. I think also is like for once it's not. It doesn't look like a full body leather armor costume where the neck can't move. Like and it, mm. it looks more cloth. Like that's what I like too. That the cape, especially like the cape and cowl, don't look like molded plastic. Mm-hmm. That's a nice change. And what I'm wondering is, and people have lightened it up, and it's like, yeah, so it's black and white, but was it, in the original story, was he was it a blue cape, or was it black? Yeah, blue cape, blue cape, gray shirt. So that's what I'm wondering is, like, it doesn't look like it could be, because even though it's black and white, you can, like, it would have to be a very dark blue for it to mm-hmm. still turn out to be blue. No way is it blue. But that's I, why I'm like, yeah. that's a thing they haven't done in a movie yet. I know. It would make it stand out. I think that's why, like, the little ears do stand out. Like, but uh, I, I, I like little Batman ears. When I got to interview mm-hmm. uh, Jim Lee once over the phone. I was with you on that, wasn't I? Uh, you gave me some questions to ask I remember him. sitting on the phone, though. Oh, were you? Okay. We were in GameCube. Yeah, okay. But yeah, the uh mm. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, you were on that. Yes. Yeah. Like you asked him about how Superman punched the Rushmore. the Ram Rushmore. Yeah. But I I asked him about like why does he have tiny ears? Like you draw the smallest bat ears around and he's like, "Well, cuz he's got to walk through doorways like and his ears maybe get in the way." And get out of tight cars. Always a tight car. Yeah. You know yeah. what they say about guys with tiny ears? Mm. They don't hear well. Big shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Giant dick implants. Yeah. Uh a slow octopus I like this point Dan the Batmobile actually looks great as goofy as the Burton Batmobile looked I missed the sleek design and so did I I mean I appreciated the Nolan car in that universe but yeah. I really like my I didn't write that down but I really like my Batmobile look action figure ready yeah <laughs> I'm more into it looking like a car than than an army surplus vehicle which like makes that. more sense I'll give you that for days but no it worked it worked great in uh the yeah, nolan no one stuff. wants to see it, it fit the nolan verse very well yeah. but yeah that i i in the picture you can see that the batmobile has like pretty much the michael keaton era door like the yeah. reclining door or whatever how however the top of it works yeah i thought i, I i'm i'm also interested that like they're showing this close to two years yeah, before the film comes out insane. like that's pretty early. Well, it's not like DC has another film to tease it in the credits of. I know. Well, yeah, they've got... Uh, and I also... Did you see the tweet it was attached to? That Dude, Zach that was tweeted it like, I photographed this? this with at blank camera. With, I was like, boy, this is my Nikon so, camera. I'm like, yeah. did Warner Brothers and DC allow you to sponsor the tweet that you revealed Batman I'm in? I'm guessing so, yeah. Ugh, what a deal. Well, I'm surprised it was has. not an Entertainment Weekly cover. Um, well, Especially I, when Time Warner owns EW. Mm-hmm. And magazines uh, got to be having a great time right now. Oh, yeah. 
Magazines aren't dead at all. Well, like Entertainment Weekly is less dead. It is the least terminal of all American magazines. But we know that yeah, we know they're true. they're filming the movie. Yeah, right now at least bits and pieces. Special and effects take a long time. Happen to discover uh, some audio straight from the movie. Oh, really? I did in a bit of a laser time exclusive. <laughs> Right. A laser time exclusive. It is a laser time exclusive. Yes, a Cape Crisis exclusive. Oh, Cape Crisis exclusive. Or yes. my ringtone. Um, I did manage to find Ben Affleck uh, footage from Batman. Oh, it's true. You think I'm joking? I'm not joking. I am a millionaire. <laughs> it's a weird thing to hear, right? I'll tell you, it's a weird thing to say. I am a fucking millionaire. Lucky for me, I happen to be very fucking good at my job, or I'd be out of one. <laughs> Pretty great, right? Yeah. We all had our reservations about Ben Affleck. Finally, a Batman that's proud of his wealth. I yes. hope he says, I'm the best there is at what I do. The Batman who lives in Gotham, but has spent some time in Boston. Don't take this the wrong way. In 20 years, if you're still living here, coming over to my house to watch the Patriots game, still working construction, I'll fucking kill you. That's not a threat. Why? That's a fact. I'll fucking kill you. Batman's threatening to kill people. Well, that's scary. No, it's pretty incredible. Well, that's crossing the line with the character. But I it's still, say. it's still going to be a little dark. But then you know there's going to be some campy Batman flavor in it. I need your help. I can't tell you what it is. You can never ask me about it later. I'm going to hurt some people. This all totally happened. This is all very much. Oh, I know. If you were special. watching the video right now. I know. I know. Wish you got it. Wish you could see it. Man, this movie's all over the place. <laughs> And we don't know if that's all going to go in the film. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, I'm not surprised Zack Snyder has tone problems in this film. <laughs> just all over the place. It'll be weird if like, they got to bleep all those F-words. But, like, I mean, it's not gonna, unless it's going to be an R-rated film, I guess. That'd really I'll be out kill there. You. <laughs> fucking kill you. I'll fucking kill you, clack. That line is so, like, I was so glad when Community <laughs> made fun of that line. of like, yeah, what my best friend tells me is the best part of his day is wishing I wasn't there. <laughs> That movie sucks. Mm. I don't think it sucks. No. All right. You know what? It's time for a break. And when we come back, it'll be the superhero spotlight where we talk about Gambit and also spoilery spider stuff from the, your answers to last week's question of the week. In the middle of the night, I go walking in my sleep through the jungle of down. Hey everybody, welcome to the break for Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast that you all love. Thank you so much for listening. Always a pleasure to have you guys here us talking about stuff, whether it's the review of Amazing Spider-Man or your reviews of Amazing Spider-Man 2, and also talking about Channing Tatum, all that stuff. We love that you love us. Thank you very much. Hey, but if you want to help out, lasertimepodcast.com and show love in more ways than just listening. Go to lasertimepodcast.com and on that page you'll find so many ways to help us out. There's the PayPal donation button that's on the left side of the screen on the homepage. Just click there. You can give us a little bit of money that helps uh, helps the keeps the grind in the gears. There's also a t-shirt store right below that. You can just buy a t-shirt and give us some money that way. Have a little t-shirt of your own. Or you could uh, go to the right side of the screen. There's a ton of links to Amazon. We're suggesting a bunch of stuff that you could buy. Or you can just buy anything. Buy anything through that Amazon link and a little bit of money comes our way. And, of course, don't forget, one week left. 
to get the premium laser time content, the commentary hate pack of uh, full-length feature commentaries from me, Brett, Chris, and Dave Rudden uh, for the X-Men Origins Wolverine film, the uh, Godzilla from 1998, and if you pay more than $5, you will get the commentary track for Plan the Apes 2001, the Mark Wahlberg one. So, you can get all those. Details on the site. Ends on the 20th. Keep uh, Be sure to get it. All right, and uh, also be sure to subscribe on iTunes, give us reviews on iTunes, all that good stuff. And now, lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner pick of the week. You know, I don't even love it that much, but I've been enjoying uh, what I've read of it so far, and that is the most recent collection of Uncanny Avengers. I definitely like it more than Hickman's Avengers. I find Hickman, John Hickman's Avengers uh, a bit boring, while the Uncanny Avengers as this kind of mutant... Uh, super team-up book of understanding. I like that more. It's a fun book. It's not bad. And so there will be a link to the several of the collections on the Laser Time uh, post for this week uh, that you'll find on lasertimepodcast.com. Click on that. You'll see a link to buy those books and other books on Amazon. And again, that gives a little money our way. All right. And now back to the rest of the show. Welcome back to part two of episode 92 of Cape Crisis. Oh, boy. And now it's time for the Superhero Spotlight. Collect your hero. That's right. Two weeks in a row. Can you believe it? Two weeks in a row of the Superhero Spotlight. Man, the wikis must still be up. (laughs) All right. So, uh, also, another X-Men character I know, repeating from last week's Mystique, but... Going with Gambit because this he's is, in the news. Was this, did this news make everyone else mad? Eh, not mad. Look, okay, so Channing Tatum has been cast as Gambit. Mm-hmm. Like Channing Tatum is going to play Gambit, but like in what for what? Yes. To what first have... he will be in Apocalypse. He will be in X Men Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Is that confirmed. That is confirmed. All right, and that he might like the plan is that he could he could star in his own film or they'll make an X Force film. That he'll be featured. They have been but talking like, about the X Force film a lot. But yeah, that he. So Channing Tatum, who is, I think I've said before, like he has the perfect body, like a right. god, the body of a god. But above the head, he like has the stupidest face. I hate his face, <laughs> man. He looks like the dumbest. Uh, well, I mean, he looks like a total meathead, but he's a funny dude. No, he's funny. Yeah, you see him and stuff. You're like, oh, you're actually kind of funny. Which then makes me hate him more because I'm like, oh, you get to be attractive and see funny. See Fuck that. you. That 21, <laughs> that 21 Jump Street movie is infuriating in that it has no business being watchable in any way. Mm-hmm. Yet it is, mostly due to him. Well, because I remember like seeing the first time I remember seeing Channing Tatum in a film was mm-hmm. in uh, the G.I. Joe movie. And I hated him. He was like... Just be like he was like he was just a pile of meat saying words like he had not, <laughs> and I think it was just he had terrible direction like he's better with good direction and then also like that he made and then he wrote after Magic Mike yeah he wrote and started Magic Mike with with Steven Soderbergh mm-hmm. like directing like on stage tripping yeah doing it uh, like which was based on his real life of uh, working as a stripper at one point mm-hmm. 
But yeah, it, uh, so now he's going to be Gambit. Like, I Have think... you seen him with the Wesley Snipes Demolition Man hair from the new Wachowski Brothers movie? Ugh, that movie Super Wachowski <laughs> siblings. <laughs> siblings! My mistake. Sorry, Lana. Yeah, come on. I know, How I know dare she you be? I know dare she dare you be so close-minded? I, look, God! You fucking game journalists. I don't know when <laughs> you guys became the spokesman for the entire transgender community. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, that that movie looks stupid. Stop it! Cloud Jupiter Atlas is great. Cloud Atlas was it was it was real good. I loved it. I liked it, but and I liked how like you'd never a studio would never get to make that movie. Mm-hmm. Like you never have a nor a, a regular studio make that film. But, but so Channing Tatum, what like what do you guys think of him being? Gambit, I really right? did resent more spinoff movies of any kind from Fox at all, <laughs> especially with a character like Gambit. He can't be worse than Taylor Kitsch. Uh, I don't know. There wasn't like anything particularly wrong with stuff that he did in the movie. There were yeah, things wrong with what he was given lines. to do. Yeah, but it's also like, why would you have someone reprise a role from 2009? Exactly in the like, same a movie that's barely canon. Yeah, like, I guess that was way in the past. Who cares? Yeah, that's the other thing. It's like it's in the past, so that was how many years before? Well, the timeline makes no sense. Oh, that's true. The timeline makes absolutely zero sense, mm-hmm. and it will probably make even less sense after this time travel one. <laughs> Stryker was older in the future. Yeah, <laughs> and now they're bringing back Stryker again. Are like, they? Stry- Stryker is a character in in. Uh, he's been in more movies than most X Men. Like Stryker, <laughs> I think at this point Stryker will have been in more X Men films than Cyclops. Is it the actor from X Two or is it a different? No, no, because this is Stryker in the seventies, so it can't be it. Brian Cox. Uh, so it's the same actor, but they give him an afro. <laughs> I'd love to see Brian Cox in an afro. So, so it's not the one who walked until his shoes fell off. No, the guy from Origins. I don't believe it is the actor from Origins. Yeah, Origins seems like a big piece of scorched earth at this point. Like we're just uh, not going to revisit yeah, any of that. Seriously, right now. Let's a whole not, movie that's like a hundred and eighty million dollar. Uh, never mind. Shrug. Mm. But so I. It's just like a teenager who was asked to clean his room. You make another X Men movie. We don't wanna. <laughs> Fine, look, I'm yeah. making an X-Men movie. <laughs> look, the Wolverine look. almost felt like, uh, here, well, how about this one instead? And we're like, okay, and then we forgot about it. Like, yeah. a month but later. it was totally okay. Like, yeah, that was way better. I, I liked yeah, it. It's way better, but at the same time, like, I remember X-Men Origins Wolverine much more because it was awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there were awful moments in the Wolverine. The ending mm-hmm. was kind of bad. Like yeah, I, ju- I just remember like oh he goes to Japan and fights a giant robot suit. But yeah, I feel like that. Suit, but I feel like yeah. part of that is because like most of that movie was understated. Like it, mm-hmm. like there's a couple of fight scenes and then a lot of it is just like cool shots of Japan. Like yeah, s- that land. battle on the bullet train was pretty cool. That's really cool. But then all of a sudden at the end yeah, they're like, the, no, we got to have a giant fight. So yeah, put an put an old man in a fight in at a the end is robot. bad and the reptile lady. May bad. I remind you. Gambit. All right, Gambit. We're in the middle of Superior so Stalker Channing. So, he converts the potential energy into... I don't think Channing Tatum can do uh, Remy Etienne Lebeau uh, justice, at least with his heavy Cajun accent. How accents. many Cajun actors do you know? Really? <laughs> uh, How many uh, can you name? Uh, Wesley Snipes, we just named. Uh, um, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, how heavy Harrison is... Harrison Keeler, is he an actor? It, Channing Tatum, like if they're Harry Connick Jr. Maybe if they're casting Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum is a movie star. They like, should just so, drop the accent horseshit altogether. Yeah, I, I think they probably will. But all right, so first appearance of our old pal Remy was in. Technically, it was one of those off-screen appearances that, like, like you could say technically. 
uh, Venom's first appearance was Amazing Spider-Man 298 because right. you see a hand shove some guy off right. camera. But, but and it was the same deal for Gambit. He had an appearance like that in Uncanny X-Men Annual 14 in July 1990. And then he had his first true appearance. Not really? His first true appearance was the next month in August 1990 in Uncanny X-Men 266. So, Gambit, who I still consider, who feels like a newer X-Men to me, is almost 25 years old. Yeah, wow. he was. The thing is, he was new when the cartoon started. Mm-hmm. So that's it was like a right real when, thrill. That's right when I knew, yeah. found out about X-Men. Yeah. So, like yeah. Gambit to me is the the, the short list on well, permanent. He's, X-Men. he's such a 90s character, and I, I actually have like one of those like big. 12 inch action figures that they sold back in the 90s and mm-hmm. discovered it recently and it's like oh my god he's wearing a, a brown trench coat and under that like, like a bright duster. bright pink blue and black armor like this could not be more yeah. 90s well, and like boots like well he was like boots. I think they and they, a, and a well, tech, tech didn't, they fess, didn't they fess up to like he was a by character, by committee, like what are all the cool trends? Like, yeah, it was weird. Totally... Uh, weird eyes, cool, like mysterious backstory, throwing playing cards. Yeah. Well, he was—he definitely <laughs> was trying J. to be yeah. like, we need another Wolverine. Yeah, let's have a wolf. This is the Wolverine in the '90s. He also smoked too. Like mm. he was, and he lost his smoking just at the, at the same time. Wolverine and the thing. All, all right, what's the opposite of Canada? Like, what, what couldn't he have that's like? <laughs> yeah, also French speaking. <laughs> Instead of, yeah, let's just uh, let's just go down. But his power is like basically miles. like he can touch something and absorb mm-hmm. the energy in it, and then bestow kinetic energy upon anything. Else. But he prefers cards is a beautiful cards. choice. Yeah, yeah, cards, cards. Like I can throw cards pretty fucking. But I like and they're when, cheap as shit. Yeah. But I like when he's. I'm in sure fight. he steals. Them. I like when he's in a fight that he needs to like. If he runs out of cards, then he can just. He'll charge up his stick and hit somebody with his stick and explode on them or something like that. Like, it's neat power. That sounds so filthy. <laughs> what, he explodes his staff on somebody? Yeah. Just, uh, but then uh, there's something about? like there's... there's energy all over. Way to roll with it. Because there was, like, some limit to it where it was, like... I remember reading something, like, he could charge a boulder, but it would take him longer, and he would be really wore out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does, like, <clears throat> make him spent. He's also is a really good fighter, too. Yeah. Like, he's... And, I don't know. I as a fan of Donatello at the time and his mm-hmm. bow staff, I was like, man, bow staffs are cool. Like, or that was I. I loved the part in pretty much every Robin Hood telling. In every telling of Robin Hood, there's the part where he oh, fights. Log. Yeah, they Little had the quarterstaff fight against Little John. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, man, bow staffs are cool. Indeed, Especially are. when they're like techie ones. That I also found out from reading on the wiki page. So yeah, like he was introduced with a ton of mystery, just like Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Even like beat up Wolverine in one of his earlier appearances, just show like, nah, I'm extra cool, cooler than Wolverine. Oh, we got we got Spinosaur. And as was later revealed, like Gambit witnessed Wolverine's Weapon X thing. Like he he That's was there gross. as a teen and saw it, and then like stole the Weapon X diaries. Sure. Why would they let a teen into that? That's probably why. Well, the, he's a thief. He snuck in. It's probably no, why the was. movie's happening because Fox is just dying to revisit that scenario again. <laughs> yeah. The, the third show, time. Oh, and the corner over here was Gambit the whole time. Uh, yeah, that. Uh, so, and then he had like uh, pretty much his main relationship was with Rogue, like mm-hmm. all the time. Oh, like God. that was it. him and Rogue were. They were. I, I still see the occasional like Tumblr or Deviant Art picture of like from boys and girls of the nineties. And that's that's my favorite. Yeah, they, yeah. Though it was more emphasized on the show because like, uh, there's a. 
I looked up some YouTube clips of Gambit from the 1990s Fox Kids X-Men show. Mm-hmm. And I think the YouTube user's name is Silver Fox. It's all Gambit and Rogue screens strewn together into this horrible parade of accents mm-hmm. of people I, be- oh, yeah. I believe who grew up like 10 miles from one another <laughs> but have like this crazy varying degree of accents. Here's a little clip. I'll take these. You must like to play cards. I like solitaire, okay? Unless I got someone to play with. Oh, it's the first episode. Yeah. Someone to play with. Uh, a little more. What's wrong, Chef? You know what happens when I touch somebody. You want to end up in the hospital? Maybe it's worth it, no? Ah. <laughs> Shit's getting well, hot up in the here. The subtext is a lot more obvious. Well, very now. butch rogue. Oh yeah, some of it, like all of these clips are like this is excruciating <laughs> to think of my kids watching this. <laughs> the sexual so and then to look and like oh it's this like idealized woman in a skin tight outfit and this creepy dude macking on her. It's like mm-hmm. that, that picture someone took from the cartoon of Apocalypse standing over Rogue and like Apocalypse will destroy dead ass and the, the, <laughs> the way the way the way rogue's ass is designed and like all of these things is very very yeah well, amazing. i mean that's what that of course claremont created most of those characters in jim lee with him like gambit's design is classic design is very jim lee like, yeah it's yeah. totally the over accessorized extra lines like it's like his face yeah it was like yeah so, whatever like his face it. around his eyes was always like completely dark or something yeah but like the the mask ish thing that it, like or his anti-mask that covers his face except uh, covers his head except for his face oh yeah with it's his hair popping out it's scarlet witchy um this this leads me to want to ask the question is gambit creole or a caveman lift it my powers they're gone take it easy shell First we charge the con. Folder. No. Gambit have no power either. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. yeah. Fire bad. Gambit have so, no power either. Wait, Roll, is, get he, back is he supposed to be Cajun or Creole? Um, I believe, believe I looked at the wiki and it said, "What's the difference?" Uh-huh. Uh, I think I think Cajun like they have some Native American ancestry too. But I'm I, so I, glad I, you were here to correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank I you. I don't know. He's kind of a very mutt. important. He's uh, kind of a mutt. Yeah. That was a wiki. That I, was a I wiki just remember the, the mad parody from like the '90s of that cartoon that was like, "I'm Gamble and I'm about as French as Conan O'Brien." <laughs> wow, they really got him. Yeah, he <laughs> got him for that. Man. Uh, <laughs> also, a fun fact about uh, about Gambit is that he is had three comic solo series to his name all canceled very quickly including he had a Marvel Now reboot that like ended in issue 17 I think it's just a problem for Gambit that like he I think his Gambit don't have no power I think he's (laughs) over I think he is overrated like I think that or I think he was perfectly rated in the time period we grew up with we were all happy to see him be Ushered he's in a on good occasion. guest star. Yeah. yeah, but now he's in the X Factor, right? Like he's. I believe he's yeah in the X Factor. For a time, he was on during a. Uh, I remember in the new X Men era that Grant Morrison wrote X Men that mm-hmm. like Grant Morrison had a lot of characters he didn't seem to care much for, and, the, and Gambit was included in those. And so, at the same time, new X Men was going on. Chris Claremont wrote Extreme X Men, which uh, starred yes. all the guys who Grant Morrison didn't want. And they and their adventures happened very far away from New X Men, right. and basically it was just Claremont's fan fiction where he's like, 
Oh, Rogue has every power now. All of them. Every power she ever caught. I remember that. Like, yeah. she got Juggernaut's powers or something. Or she could do she had everything. like, a red suit or something. Yeah, and then also, like, Storm was the leader, which I like Storm in a leadership role. I yeah. think she's good. And, like, for the first year, Beast didn't even look like Beast. Like, he, oh, he Beast was still drawn in his blue ape look, not his cat look. Yeah. Like, just because, just because... Clement didn't feel like it, but another fun fact. Okay, uh, Rogue and Gambit were in the X Men cartoon show a lot together. Uh-huh. Hey, watch the road, Cher. Where you learn to drive? With good old boys on country back roads, best teachers in the world. Maybe time you had another lesson, huh? Eh? <laughs> Who's gonna teach me? You? Sure, I'll teach you plenty of things God. if you ask me nice. Mario Sunshine soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> I just burned this lad. I don't even know what this is. Mommy, don't leave me again. This yeah. is not my home. I am not thief or assassin. Oh yeah. Hey Michael, this should be that uh this should be Michael that yeah, that he was a member of the Thieves Guild that were battling the Assassins Guild all the time. <laughs> in, uh, in, in, in that's in silly. Yeah, in Nolans. In Nolans. Were they also vam- battling the Vampires Guild? No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but they would, yeah, they would battle over the tribute. The Camarilla. They'd battle over the tribute, and then, then like some god would appear god. and give the power. I remember that episode that it was like... Also, Gambit... Later, they like had to draw on his back because Claremont seemed to have no actual plan for his backstory. They just like mystery, and they drew it in later of like, oh, he got some like he was friends with Mister Sinister. Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, him, him and Sinister were related in some way. Yeah, and that like he might have been a plant from Sinister, but then turned good. Yeah, because for a while he was assumed to be like there was the whole Days of Future Past traitor. Yeah, thing. There's no, some... the Bishop sent like a video back of yeah. like. Jean Grey saying, "Hey, there's a traitor," and which again had no planned ending. Right, and then and they just assumed. Then they just be. did on when they did onslaught. They're like, "Okay, fine." The, uh, onslaught's the guy who's the traitor. Oh, was that who was supposed yep, to be? Yeah, that was that was when they closed the loop on that. It was uh, that was when Mark Wade was writing it, and Mark Wade, who is a continuity fiend, yeah, like he definitely came in with saying like, "There's too many open mysteries. Like, I'm going to close the loop on a lot of these." Yeah. Because that was you, on that's on Marvel Unlimited. I read it all over the holiday. You just end up with this miserable pile of secrets that <laughs> ne- that that never gets resolved. So eventually, Mark Wade just had to just go like, ah, yeah. all right. Resolve. First time it's ever been used and like like correctly. <laughs> well, I'm not X Men comics so. really are a miserable pile of secrets. Mm. So well, they're they, a man, is what you're saying. Yeah, they were until X Men. They mm-hmm. were until about 20, 2002. I'd say they they stopped after it, that. It definitely loosened up from like the shack. And I wouldn't even call them shackles because like I do love the seventies and early eight, like the eighties Claremont stuff. Yeah, like, no, they were fun. It's but, fun, but it did go but on then too when long. You, yeah, especially like just Wolverine when they finally just said, like, no, Wolverine has the or here is the origin of Wolverine, and we're just done. Like no yeah. more mystery. This is how it, this was his childhood. And now get ready for origin two. There's more origin. Well, he lived a long time. All right, so that's the Superhero Spotlight. I think you already did the close down. Did I? I don't know. I made a new one. You played it twice, so you closed it. So I opened it again. Just opened it again. You've got to play it one more time. Oh, God. The Superhero Spotlight on... Here. Okay. What is that? All right, so now it's time for last week's question of the week answers, which means this is Amazing Spider-Man 2 spoiler territory if you even give a shit about that thing. (laughs) First off, 
I had a very uh, heavily retweeted tweet, and by that I mean seventeen retweets. So pretty popular. Nice. But uh, yeah, I you know I don't give a crap about the console wars or where whether Sony or Microsoft makes money, except when Sony has to announce that they lost like five hundred million dollars last year, and that they keep losing lots and lots of money. They're selling off all their businesses. And I was saying like, and so I said this tweet: Hey, if Sony's looking for money. Sell the Spider-Man rights back to Marvel. You, they could get. I bet they could get two billion dollars for it. Mm. They could hold it for ransom that much, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they kind of need that because Sony last year, like, they sold off their New York City office and their Tokyo office, and they spun off their. Or they sold the Vio or whatever their their PC company mm-hmm. stuff, and they're spinning off their TV production. Like, they have all these very expensive things. Like, they need money. Somebody on, uh, uh, in reply on Twitter told me, well, Spider-Man can make them a ton of money for a very long time. They're not going to sell them off. I'm like, if they're desperate enough, I think they will. Or they should. Well, also, when it's like, there's also the, like, it's the potential energy of maybe when you do get a smash hit, but it's like, you are already committing to this amazing Spider-Man universe that... I don't think the, the curtain's pulled on Amazing no, 2 yet, no. but it's like... It seems like there's some fatigue there, and there's no guarantee that a Sinister Six movie is going to pull in that money. Yeah. And Amazing 3 could, if it even performs in the same decline from 1 to 2, mm-hmm. it's like, you're committed to, like, resolving this, which means you're going to... It's a ton of money, time, and effort to go make barely any money. Mm-hmm. Or maybe internationally it all checks out. I don't know. But it's like... Yeah, or maybe, you could get $2 billion now. Maybe like, Sony will just... Win- yeah. yeah. They could Otherwise, they'd have to weather this out and then be like, okay... Somebody, we're going to take our sweet-ass time and make a great Spider-Man series. It's a bring-down to me that now the international receipts have come, are like the... At first, I felt kind of happy that Amazing Spider-Man 2 did really bad in its second American... It well, got not really by a, bad, like a $2 million Seth Rogen It movie. got beat by Seth Rogen, which losing to Seth Rogen in your second week is not the sign of a, of a very successful superhero film. Yeah. Like He's made the same movie more than Spider-Man. Yeah. Nah, this time They're losing to someone it. who literally is not trying. This time, Seth Rogen is having sex with a totally different woman that's too hot for him. Oh, okay. Like, so, and it's Zac Efron who is his attractive foil this time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, but does Seth Rogen have a DVD set that's yeah. sold in a case uh, that like looks like, like his head? Yeah. He no. pre- God! <laughs> <laughs> Let's all do Seth Rogen impressions. <laughs> I like Seth Rogen a lot. I, don't I know why love, I'm doing that. No, hey, look. I don't I know why I'm doing that. Too. I'm a big fan of the dude. But he, I, I listened to a podcast interview with him I really like, but he, he laughs involuntarily too much. He's like, yeah, probably right. <laughs> but okay. The, but yeah, the, the American, like the American receipts have gone down and it might be, it, it, it might, that might be seen as a poor performance, It'll but double that it part. already made, it has already made $400 million in the rest of the world. Like it's a huge international success. And that's just the sad thing with movies now that, like, I think they keep getting dumbed down and, and just made into shit that could be sold everywhere. Like, hmm. that would translate to every country. Sort know? of like anime that way. Yeah. yeah. Right. Except that it doesn't translate anymore. It's well, like, you, you honestly don't, like, if you're watching subtitled stuff, you honestly don't know if the acting's any good or not. You don't care. You just care that, like, the action's really good. Yeah, you stood by and let Jackie Chan make the same movie 67 times. <laughs> I could tell. Because I, it's excellent every single that's time. Right. 
I could because he's, he's jumping over different chairs. I like, know. Who am I? I don't know. It's all just a different. Well, yeah, the stunts were different, not the script. Like, yeah, you did it. I love all those Jackie Chan movies. But anyway, all right. Cape Crisis question of the week: What did you think of Amazing Spider-Man Two? First responder was uh, Aimbot Master. First things first. Personally, I can't wait for Sony to cover the entire. 14 episode Neogenic Nightmare oh my god no no no. wow I hated that so much as for the movie I laughed every time Ghost Dad was on screen (laughs) I'm always glad to see ordinary people interacting with superheroes and it also helps to get people into comics when specific major plots are adapted to film so you know a a mixed bag as Aimbot Master would say Ghost Dad is that what they're calling Electro no, there's uh, De- Dennis Leary shows up about four times uh, as the ghost of himself to make Peter feel guilty. Okay, my next and guess you know, would have been Bill Cosby's actually in this movie. And Ghost Dad was totally right because Gwen got fucking killed. Like because because yeah. oh she dies in this one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. she is she is fated to die. That's a cool thing now. Like you kill your you, you kill the love interest in the second film. Ever since Maggie Gillian 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 passed away Psylocke uh, Rules wrote gutted that the trailers gave away everything this sounds like a British person Gwen's moment was done well I must say Goblin was bad with awful awful hair very awful true. awful hair let's see here uh, Cody Stovall DC is not afraid to have a shared universe between TV and film it just doesn't want to uh, this I think Cody Stovall. I've seen him get very defensive about DC stuff a lot of the time. He got the there was one mention of how I retweeted somebody who said, "Wow, Aaron like Peggy Carter, a, a secondary character in Captain America, is getting her own mo- TV show, and they still haven't made a Wonder Woman movie." Mm. And like Cody Stovall got very defensive about that. Uh, I don't know why. I guess I, I've been seeing a lot more than us getting crap for hating on DC. <clears throat> We just had a prolonged discussion about a bunch of like image comics, yeah. And like, it's not just Marvel; it's just DC is in a place right now that's should be bothersome to someone who cares. Yeah, I think so too. Like, they just had another high-level guy quit a book. Like, who clearly had a disagreement with the e- editors there. It's not saying you can't like it. It's just it's in a place where we're going to also talk about man Forever things. Evil Seven still not out yet. Like still, mm. still waiting on it. The ending has been spoiled by like four comics already that yeah. were written to come out after it came out. Uh, Greed E says, "I thought the movie was okay, but what I want to know is whose fucking idea was it to put the weird soft singing under the electro fight scene?" That's true. I didn't mention that before, but like in the in the in the first electro fight scene, there's like this singing underneath that goes like Spider-Man don't trust him he Spider-Man he never <laughs> like what? that's not exactly the lyrics, but there is this weird <laughs> there's this very weird just like talking underneath it just to, to express the subtext of like that Electro is not trusting Spider-Man that then it, they have to have it sung at you like don't trust Spider-Man Spider-Man Mm-hmm. It was very yeah, lame. Mm-hmm. Well, I was like, Sephira. <laughs> but written uh, by J. Jonah James. Minna Majora, a- Andrew Garfield was great, especially in costume, in which he kept the mask on, so yay. Emma Stone was great, but the movie was terrible. A very bad script, and Killing Win Stacy was not just unoriginal, but ruined the chance of more good chemistry between the two. Because, yeah, like, the chemistry chemistry between those two is one of the best points of that film, and now, like, 
What is that? Like, three is going to be way worse without her. Or could be way worse without her. Alright, couple more before I bore you guys to death. Uh, uh, Alco... Oh, boy. Sorry. Alcoholoka Lust. Loka. It's fine, oh. it's fine. Alcoholocaust. Alcoholocaust. <laughs> Jesus. He wrote, I like the part where Ashy Larry yelled, Spider-Man just stole that dude's pizza. Was he in another Spider-Man movie? No, it's, it's a okay. reference to the first Spider-Man That too. did happen. Ashy Larry he just stole, he stole that dude's pizza. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I loved when comedians showed up. He was later played the- by Omar from The Wire in the Incredible Hulk movie. What did he do? He, he said... Oh shit! Look, o- the oh shit! Look over there. Line is oh yeah. Hulk and Abomination were fighting. It's fucking Omar from The Wire, like the greatest the- character actor introduced in the last ten years. Wasted to point at something yeah. that's happening in CG. To point at Shrek fighting Shrek. <laughs> Shrek fighting anti Shrek. Yellow uh, Shrek. Flailing Kermit said, "I thought Spider-Man Two was amazing. Alfred Molina was great as Doc Ock." <laughs> oh wait, wrong Spider-Man Two. And then last one. Why? Oh, t- Teddy Fuxman right. said, I loved everything about Stone and Garfield and the spider sense. Oh, yeah. I didn't talk about that, too. There were. Yeah. It didn't happen enough, but his spider sense w- worked as, like, it didn't. I remember the spider sense was expressed in the Raimi films through the Matrix, basically. You had Matrixy moments of, like, time stops. Zoom into right. a car tire yeah. flying through the air. Spider-Man yeah. moves really slow. And. In this, it's more of just a sound effect. Like, ambient noise comes up, and mm. Spider-Man will look at something and be like, oh, wait a minute, what's going on? Like, he'd, he'd react to it. It was interesting. It That's was... Neat. It's a hard power to convey on film. And that was an interesting way to do it. Also, I, uh, Brett, you and I read that same uh, article, uh, the, the Film Critic Hulk review. Yes, it was very long. Yeah, it was very long, but it pointed out a lot of... It did problems that I didn't really take. Yeah, in it had before. a lot of yeah. It put into words a lot of Phantom Menace style. Th- I mean, again, I haven't seen the movie, but mm. I. But Peter is kind of associated. But because like I've it. watched all the trailers and talked to everyone who's seen it, like not everyone, but like you mm. and friends on Twitter, it's like yeah, there's nothing left from the movie that like I, I don't feel like I'm missing some key ingredient here. Mm-hmm. But one thing I disagreed with that thing where it was like. That review, the Angry Hulk thing, was like, you got to take the mask off because the mask can't convey anything. You have to have a, f- a human face. And it's like, I completely disagree. Yeah, like, that was... Yeah. The, the suit and the action and, and all the, the scenes in the he trailers... He expressed his stuff very well like, in the that film. That stuff's great. Like, he looks like Spider-Man. And yeah. I think I think I feel like Spider-Man is one of those characters that's so just built into the... At least, at least American, if not wider, Western, mm-hmm. quote, pop culture that, like, you can infer a lot of emotion into that costume this one especially because the eyes are so big and he and the movements down so well yeah that you can infer a lot of the emotion that's going on you don't need a face because you're like okay I, I i get that he's struggling or i get that this is hard or i get that this is strenuous or whatever mm-hmm. like you don't need to have the actor take off the goddamn mask here. like that was the right problem with Raimi stuff yeah, yeah. well one that was a ama- that was one of the biggest problems with it i'd say uh and with the first spider amazing spider-man all right, this will be the last one I'm going to read, which is Goose Goose said, uh, I liked it quite a bit. It feels like the people who don't like it want to hate it. So far, all the negative things I've heard about this movie have been nothing more than nitpicking. If it, if this had a Marvel Studios logo before it, this discussion would be way different. So he's calling us all posers. 
Know. Shut up! <laughs> Fuck you! No, but I hey, didn't, I didn't see it. I so can't even uh, put like I, you don't actually disagree with me. You're pretending to disagree. Trying to put with this me. in the same camp to like, seem cool. The first amazing, as I remember it, in Captain America: Winter Soldier, is a ridiculous notion. Hmm. This is oh, this yeah. is baby kids garbage, <laughs> as opposed to something well thought out that's not out to make a short term buck. That is also like trying to be a '70s political thriller mm-hmm. and the Terminator at the same time. It wants to be a good mm-hmm. movie and not just a tentpole. Though the the film critic Hulk did bring up uh, one of its other positives was that, like, just the wind, the sound and feel of the wind mm, in Spider Man yeah. swinging, like that did add a whole lot more mm-hmm. to it. Like. It made the swinging scenes feel more real, though it still felt like, I'm watching CG here. I'm, I'm, so, I'm watching what it's worth, for Marvel Studios, let us not forget that Iron Man 2 is bad and Incredible Hulk is not very good. Mm. Yeah. Like, it just so they're happens. They're not perfect. It just so happens they're on a roll lately. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all right. So that's all the answers to last week's question of the week. This week's question of the week. All right. So Gambit is getting the movie treatment now. But what's a more obscure X-Man that you'd rather see? Get uh, a solo get movie, ca- a solo film. Yes. All right. You know what? I will go first, and I'm going to go with a combo because I love these two working together in Uncanny Avengers. Or no, wait, no, in Regular Avengers by uh, John Hickman is one of my few favorite things. It is Sunspot and Cannonball. Mm. I really like those two. <laughs> they are a fun uh, pair of dudes who just like they used to be on X Force, and then they decided they would. Like, just check out of being superheroes, and then get hired back to the Avengers. And they're the comic relief on the Avengers team who just go like, boy, this seems above our pay grade. Whoa. And then one guy, he's another kinetic energy guy. So many uh, cannonball is also like building up kinetic energy type dude is his power, which they just love kinetic energy in the the 90s characters. And then Sunspot is like solar energy blasting at people. And I don't know. I I think they'd be a neat pair who have not been used yet. I'd like to see Cable, but I'd like yeah. to see it as a surrealist masterpiece where he tries, he, he can never somehow buy enough pouches. And as he tries, people keep giving him bigger and bigger guns. And then, like, in some scenes, his feet, he just like realizes his feet have disappeared, and this causes an existential crisis. Like, I want Salvador Dali to come back to life and direct this. It should be 20 minutes long. Yes. Beautiful. No dialogue. Uh-huh. I am shocked they haven't done Cable yet. Like, Is he not cast in cable Days of Fu- Future Past? I don't know. Bishop, I think. Bishop is, but Cable didn't come around. Like Cable's not. Cable is a future guy, but he's not Days of Future Past. Though neither like, is Bishop. Right. Bishop. But I, I can see them is. tying it together. Like Bishop is their son from the future who somehow gets involved in all this. Yeah. Mm. I could see Cable definitely being like he get well. If you're doing Apocalypse, you kind of yeah. need Cable. Well, don't yeah, you? I, I feel like this will. I feel like it'll end with a stinger that either sets up Cable or shows Cable. That's something or... I don't get. That like the film. I do believe the film premieres a week early in UK, just like most superhero films. Like, thank, thank God that fucking Godzilla is out the same goddamn week worldwide. Like, I've been so pissed off by all these early European releases. I, I uh, thought this was America. Yeah, exactly. I, I guess it's not. Uh, I guess it is. This is America. Well, but yeah, so the, Europe this, is where they make most of their money, so why not release there first? They don't make most. They make most of their money here. Eh. But the, you always hear about like films cleaning up in the overseas market. Uh, like well, that's Asia. more Asia. That's more oh, like Asia. Okay, yeah. 
But look, if they want to put it in China first, then fine. But I, I don't want no English-speaking people to get it. Man, Damn man. straight, man! Why do you hate white people so much? Yeah, calm down, Zeb Colton. Uh, but anyway, yeah. But the the spoilers are already out there for the film. Like oh, for yeah. the you well, could, I'm going to stop speculating because I'll could, look like an asshole. You could find out what the what the teaser. There is a teaser sting, of course. Well, but I would expect one. Everything has a teaser sting now, but who knows what it is? But all right. But uh, Brett, Chris, I was trying to think of something more. I couldn't get anything in my head but Mero the star of Marvel vs. Capcom 2 no uh, I was gonna say Maggot just cause that'd be really funny uh, but it wouldn't work I like Maggot so I, I I feel like they could try to do something with Psylocke because she's I not in a, mm. she's not in a movie yet she had a fun moment one of the new books that I really liked yeah, it's like she's a cool kid she's a cool character she has some level of recognition in a pop culture sense she's not like you know top tier but like a lot of people would at least remember, oh, I remember that character from when I was a teenager. I don't care, but I, oh, I recognize that character. And they could try to get into some, like, some kind of genre thing with her, whether it's spy or double agent yeah, or, or, it, or... it makes me wish... Or, like, an anti-hero sort of villain that turns by the end of the movie. Like, you could do something with her. I also wish they just recast and reboot Rogue and just be like, uh, Anna Paquin doesn't count. Like, now, oh, yeah. let's have a Rogue who actually has powers. And yeah, isn't like she just, just gets around... Mutant to, AIDS. Yeah, like, be around to get hurt. Yeah. Actually, you know what I'd really like to see? An Excalibur movie. Based on the early 90s lineup uh, directed by... Um, guy Ritchie? Uh, no, I was going to say, uh, shit, the Scott Pilgrim guy. Why am I blanking? Oh, Edgar Wright. Wright. Edgar Wright, yes, thank you. That would be fun. Yeah, Captain Britain, Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. And Shadow somehow Cats. starring Simon Pegg and Stephen Frost. He'd yes. be really good at... Uh, uh, what was Dupe on? Was that the X-Force of the early... X-Force. Ecstatics. He would be great at Ecstatics. That was my answer, Dupe. Dupe? You guys want to see a Dupe movie? Yeah, it would be funny. He... They should just add him to the mix. Well, like, we got Rocket Raccoon. I think the next the next step is can you get okay. Dupe in a movie? If the How? world can accept Rocket <laughs> Raccoon, then we will see Dupe. How about Jubilee? Because she can manipulate uh, the designs on Lisa Frank Trapper Keepers. <laughs> Only if she has very big earrings. Yes. They have to be huge. To Massive. Be, look, uh, she's great in the new X-Men. How about so, a Damage Control TV series? That would be great. That That'd be, be great. That'd be great. That they could clean up all the message in, exactly. in Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, but that would last <laughs> a few, a few episodes. episodes. A as, pilot. Yeah. yeah. Do it as a miniseries. Pilot. All yeah, right. miniseries would be interesting. So that's the question of the week. Answer it in the forums on lasertimepodcast.com in the comic discussion section this week's question of the week. And now it's time for the plug section that ends up the show. Later time, bitch. You got one more week to get your uh, uh, premium hate pack commentaries. That is X-Men Origins, Wolverine, Godzilla 98. If you pay over the $5 minimum, you get no extra cost other than whatever you want to pay. Uh, <laughs> Planet of the Apes 2001 Tim Burdo edition. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. one of the worst movies ever. The people love it. Mm-hmm. I've been getting lots of good at replies. A lot of go socks. Go socks. Go socks. <laughs> uh, that's an inside joke if you want to get that inside joke you gotta have to pay for the play of the apes commentary track guys oh, yeah, i've been streaming a bit on it the is, um, it is great laser time twitch channel and we just archived the epic <laughs> wrestling stream we did uh on our youtube page which is uh youtube.com slash laser time network you can go there subscribe we'll put some more stuff up there I hope there aren't any jokes in that stream where I say like man i can't believe ultimate warrior isn't dead yet <laughs> something to that effect <laughs> Brett? Daniel Bryan's neck look great? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Bryan? Or I mean, uh, Brett? VGEmpire.com, Game Music Zilla. Podcast. 
Which might cross over a bit with a laser tag. We did a Godzilla episode for game music. It's up now. The mm-hmm. past one was an X-Men episode to tie in with the X-Men movie that's about to come out. And then this year we also did uh, Persona and Parappa and a Metal Gear episode and a GTA episode pre mm-hmm. Vice City, etc., uh, etc. Et can't believe you never invite me on any of these. I invited you to the Metal Gear one. You that never, was, you never that showed was ages up ages ago. No, you said like, "Hey, I'm looking for ideas," and then I never answered. And yeah, that's usually <laughs> how it goes. Well, and Michael, uh, Vigima Game Apocalypse. We just did an episode about how it's funnier when you insert the syllable "ma" into things. Yeah, uh, it was really fun. Vi- it's hilarious. VigigameApocalypse.com. It's a podcast about video games on the Laser Time Network. Mm. Just did what M-rated N64 games. Yes, subject to the mm, most yes, very stuff. edifying and also short. <laughs> And then there's Cheap Popcast, the semi-regular podcast about pro wrestling. We just Indeed. did one for Extreme Rules. Hey, check out LaserTimePodcast.com. There's a bunch of new shit up there all the time. Now. Yeah, Chris is like updating it like once a day at least. It's not just me. It's a bunch of other people going right. to pitch in and help. It's fun. Sorry. Right. Trying to give fun. you credit. Oh, no. I wanted to thank everybody else. Everybody's been pitching ideas at me. It's been really fun. All right. Until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!